You're listening to the 73rd edition of the Bitochen podcast, and we continue in Sefer Betach Bashem. I'm Rabbi Simon, Bashem Rabbi Shubin Levi. Rabbi Simon said in the name of Rabbi Shubin Levi. Call me Shabbatech Bakodesh Borchu. Zechelias Kiyotzeboy. Whoever trusts in Hashem, they take on a certain characteristic like Hashem Himself, as it were. Ninayin, where do we know this from? Shenemar, Baruch Hagever Shivtach Bashem, Vayashem Iftach. Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem, and Hashem will be his trust. So how does this work? Right? A person who trusts in Hashem, how does that make this person have a certain characteristic like HaKadosh Baruch Hu? But often Zenidmeloi says the Marzu, that it's in this way it becomes similar to Hashem. Because when that person trusts in Hashem, so Hashem saves the person from whatever is ailing him or troubling him. Which makes that person higher than everyone else or higher than everything. Right? If you knew, if you could guarantee that no matter what's going to happen, you're going to be saved. You're going to be, everything's going to work out well for you. So that's a parallel to the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in his relationship to the world. Hashem is beyond, higher than, more powerful than any circumstance, any reality. And when a person has bitachana Kaddish Baruch Hu, so they become higher than all of reality. But whoever trusts in idolatry, so then the person becomes just like the idolatry. Like them will be those who make them. Right? What is the characteristic of an idol? The idol has no power of its own. The idol has no intrinsic power. Any possible power that it might have is something that's given to it by humans. The honor that's given to it by humans. Kamayimiyosei means that whoever worships idolatry or worships other people also becomes like that person, which means, or like the idol, which they have no power. The person who trusts in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, trusts in Hashem, they have all the power that there is. They become higher than everything else because they have Hashem empowering them. Okay, that's the Medrash Rabbi in, in Dvorim. Now we have a Tanchuma in Tazria. Kachshan Rabbeinu. And there's a similar concept here as well. This is what our sages teach us. There are three things that Hashem placed His name upon these three things, even though they're negative. What does this mean? Atam, the Eitz explains. The reason is, These three things, their sin is very great. But nevertheless, even though they've done a great sin, Hashem does not turn away from placing His name upon that evil. They turn around the Midah, the divine attribute of justice, I'm sorry, the divine attribute of mercy to justice. Hashem is rejoicing. Hashem rejoices in their downfall. He doesn't want there to be justice, right? These particular three people, I'm not sure exactly who it's talking about, but these circumstances, so they're trying to bring upon the world, they're trying to bring upon themselves, the Hadin, the divine attribute of justice. Hashem doesn't deny that. But Hashem wants those people who are bringing about justice to fall because He wants there to be Rachman, He wants there to be mercy. Mercy. 
One of those three is someone who places his trust in a human being. This is what Hashem says. Cursed is the one who trusts in a human being. Right? Hashem says this, right? He says that it's cursed, a person is cursed this way. Why? Because he's turned away his heart. He's taken away his heart from Hashem, from godliness. When is he considered cursed? We, he's completely, we're going to see what this means exactly, the Yitzhah is going to explain, where the person completely takes himself away from his bitachin in Hashem, from his trust in Hashem. Rather, he places all his trust in his own, in his own self or in others, other human beings. But let's see, there's a very interesting thing, because you have two extremes. Not clear, as we'll see exactly what's the middle ground. Maybe there is no middle ground. Yitzhah says, this means to say, you have a middle case. One person completely removes himself from Hashem. One person completely places his trust in Hashem, doesn't do any hishtadas, doesn't put in any efforts. And you have the middle ground, which we're going to see is represented by Yosef, which is, he didn't completely take his heart away from Hashem. But he does do some kind of hishtadas, he does put in some effort. For example, Yosef was tzaddik. He thought the Sarah Mashkim would be, and indeed in the end he was, but he thought he needed to do something in order for the cupbearer, the wine man of Paro, he, needed to, he asked him, please remember me, don't forget me. But he put in too much efforts. He felt like he needed this person to help him, he's going to be the one who's going to take him out. So we need to do something. So that type of effort is not included in the concept of someone who's cursed. The person who's cursed is someone who's completely removed his heart from Hashem. It's where he completely removes his, his faith from Hashem. They call it a call, absolutely. He puts in efforts and he thinks it's going to be his efforts that accomplish it. Someone who places his trust only in Hashem. He doesn't seek out any kind of hishtadlis, any kind of efforts. Right? So who's on the highest level? The baruch, the person who, as we said before, is like HaKadosh Baruch, who is like God. He rises above everyone else. That's the person who doesn't put in any effort. Okay? So it's not just Madrigas Adam who speaks about this idea. It's the Eitz Yisuf. So that's called someone who's blessed. That's how a person merits to have a nace, a miracle, to be beyond teva. If you do an action, really not an action, if you engage in bitachen, in your faith, with Hashem, with a pure heart, I'm not going to do anything, Hashem, you're going to do this for me. So then, that person is called blessed. And blessings are much higher. Blessings come from a higher place, right? Each of the letters of the word Baruch, Beis, Reish, Chaf, Beis is two, Reish is two hundred, Chaf is twenty. Each of them denotes doubling from a higher place. Like the Pasuk says, Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem. When is that person blessed? It's when he completely trusts in Hashem, when he completely has full faith that Hashem is going to be the one who's going to provide for him and he doesn't put in any efforts on his own. 
So Yosef was punished because he took the middle path, right? Yosef was, as we spoke about in the Madrigus Adam, he was meant to be a leader of the Jewish people. He was meant to be a leader of nations. You can't be a true leader unless you're full bitachon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I make no efforts. I'm not trying to do things myself. I'm not trying to believe that this is how it's going to come and I have to make sure that that guy doesn't forget me. He should have had absolute faith in Hashem. He should have completely trusted in Hashem. That's why the Yitzhak says he had to be in jail for another two years, as we talked about, in order to learn this lesson that in order to be a true leader of the Jewish people, in order to see blessings in his life, he needed to steer away from any kind of efforts or overdoing the efforts, I would say. It's very interesting because you can sometimes perceive it. It's a very deep lesson from Yosef Atzadi because sometimes you look around and you see, hey, this is where Hashem wants me to go. This is what Hashem wants me to do. It seems like this is where He wants me to get Parnassah from, let's say. But I need to be extra careful that I don't try so hard. Yeah, Hashem is leading me this way. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe that's not where it's supposed to come from. I need to always like, like, be open to what Hashem is trying to bring. Be open to the blessings Hashem wants to bring into my life. Be open to where Hashem is leading me, but be careful not to get too excited. Oh, here we go, let's go, I'm going to do this. Can't, can't. That's, that was Yosef's mistake. That's something we all can learn from. That's something we all can take home. Being careful. We recognize we need a shtadus, we need efforts. But how far do we need to go? We need to always step it back a little bit. We need to always do it with caution. We need to find the balance. Okay, now we have another piece, which also brings this Pasuk. Altiri Tilas Yaka, the government Pasuk says in Yeshaya, in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 14, Do not be afraid, O worm of Jacob. Very interesting. What is this idea? The Jewish people are referred to as the worm of Jacob. What is the worm of Yaakov? How does a worm attack a tree? Right? There's a tree. The worm breaks through the tree. He worms his way through the tree. How does he do it? The way that he attacks the tree is with his mouth. The Jewish people are referred to as a worm because our power... How do we attack the tree? How do we attack the situations that we come across? It's with our mouth. The Jewish people, we use our mouths. We don't bite through the problem, of course. We pray through the problem. We ask God to help us. We say, Hashem, I'm having trouble here. I'm faced with a challenge. I'm having difficulty. Hashem, help me get through this. Hashem, help me get through this. Hashem, help me get through this. We keep being mispal. We keep praying. Yosef Atzadik, instead of overdoing, using his mouth to ask the Saramashkim, he should have continued, as was his way, to say, Hashem, do this for me, Hashem, do this for me. The Oymer, the Pasuk says, Asher Yadamori Becharvi Vekashti. Pasuk says, Yaakov Avinu, when he was giving the city of Shechem to Esau, sorry, to Yosef, 
Right? Yosef was the sitna shel Esav. He was the counterforce for Esav. The city of Shechem was given by Yaakov, you know, by Jacob, to Yosef. And he says, how did I acquire that city? I acquired it from the Amoiri with my sword and with my keshet, with my uh, bow and arrow. Is that true? Did he really get the city of Shechem with his arrow? With his cherev, with his sword. But like Varnemer, the pasuk says and tell him, King David says, "I will not trust in my sword. I will not be saved. I will not be successful with my bow and arrow. That's not what saves me." David Melech knew that. Certainly, Yaakov Avinu knew that. So, what did he mean? That I took from the hands of the Amoiri, Charbi Zaystafila. Charbi is my with with my sword. What's my sword? My sword doesn't mean a literal physical sword. It means my prayer. Perhaps for Darshaning it says The word Amoiri, which refers to the Amorites, could be word Darshaning. Could be we're understanding it to mean Amoiri, the words that I say. Charbi, there's a there's a you know we talk about. Uh, kavona. When we talk about praying with intent, with direction, right? The chaven means to direct our prayers, but it's also the same word that's used when you want to you want to direct, you want to get into your hachvanot in the in the modern Hebrew, to your sights. You have a gun, you want to shoot something. You have a a bow and arrow, you want to aim it. So that's kavana, right? The charbi, you got the direct to point your sword in a certain direction in order to accomplish what you need. So the tefillah is what that was Yaakov used. That was his power. That was his weapon. Ubekashti, beautiful drasha here, Bekashti zubakosha. Bekashti, which can mean the, the bow and arrow, can also be read bakashosi, my request. And I wrote here on the side that perhaps we could say becharbi, which means my, which means my sword can also be translated as bochar bi. Hashem chose me. It's my chosenness. It's my awareness that Hashem loves me. That Hashem cares about me. Hashem chose me. He wants to hear my tefillahs. He wants to hear my prayers. That's that's what Yaakov Avinu used. It was his prayer. It was his requests. It was his turning towards Hakadosh Baruch toward Hashem, that allowed him to succeed and to acquire the city of Shechem. Which he then bequeathed to Yosef at Tzadik. It's so beautiful. He, Yosef, what is it? You know, you think about it. What is it that Yaakov gave over to Yosef? What did Jacob give to Joseph? What was the spiritual inheritance that he gave him? It was the power of prayer. Shechem somehow represents prayer. It represents the prayer, the tefillah, the requests, the using one's speech in order to attain what one wants, but by requesting it of Hashem. And this medrash also ends off with our pasuk that we mentioned before. Blessed is the one who trusts in Hashem. Cursed is the one who trusts in a human being. So we see that we need to direct our trust. Our trust, you know, think about it, our trust is where we think things are going. I'm confident it's going to be a certain way. I'm confident I'm going to get a certain thing. I'm confident it's gonna, I'm gonna succeed. 
That confidence is the direction. It's the direction that we're headed. That's what Bitochan is. It's where we're going. It's the kavana of tefillah. It's the intent and the direction of prayers. It's the... Or means I don't want to be facing human beings. I don't want my direction to be towards people. doesn't mean that I can't engage with people. doesn't mean that I can't involve people in whatever it is that I, whatever goal I want to reach. But what it means is where's my main bitachon? Where's my main confidence? Where's my main kavana? <coughs> Excuse me. Where am I headed? Where am I going? <coughs> One more time. I'm going towards I'm going towards God. My intent is Hashem. One more little piece here. He quotes the Pasuk in Tehillim Samachay. Pasuk says, Miftach kol Interesting. Pasuk in Tehillim, King David tells us that who is the one who people trust in? All of those who are in the far reaches of the sea. The far reaches of the sea, distant oceans. Sorry, the far reaches of the land and the distant oceans. Says the Medrash, you are, the people who are very strong, you are the one who they trust in. What does that mean? A person goes on the path. A person goes on a journey. Gets on a wagon. Doesn't know exactly who's going, who's going to protect me. Gets on a boat. Who's going to protect me from the raging, storming seas? Who's going to protect me from the winds that are blowing? Who's going to, who's going to protect me from the shaydedim on the path? The marauders, the dangers that can come. Any person, any normal human being, when they go out, they know they're facing danger. They trust, trust in Hashem. Those who go out to sea, those who go out in their boats, they know they're in danger. Where does a person turn when he's in danger? The human being naturally turns to God. There are no atheists in a foxhole. There's no atheists when a person faces off with death. You just say, Hashem, help me. Hashem, protect me. A person who goes out in a caravan, he goes out on the, in the, into the wilderness, he knows that there is great danger. So Hashem is the one who that person trusts. So even though that person might even be strong and mighty, might even be a powerful person, right, who's going out, indeed, into all of these places, it's going to be somebody who's powerful, it's going to be someone who is strong and believes in himself that he can survive the wild. But nevertheless, that person knows that they cannot survive by themselves. They can't do it on their own. They can only do it with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help. Only with Hashem's help. It's the only way that we can succeed. Hashem is the Miftach. Hashem is the one who everybody turns to when they have trouble. It's just discussing today, the Bitochen group, turning to Hashem, you know, as we spoke about last week as well, turning to Hashem in a certain sense is easier when we're facing off with the challenge, with the difficulty, facing off with the waters rushing up, facing off with the wilderness all around us. But can we have bitachon when things are a little, you know, I can do this, I could do this myself. That's kind of the lesson of 
of Yosef at Tzadik, in a certain sense, he saw that, hey, it's right in front of him. The question is, can I remember then, at that point, in that moment, things are not so hard for me. Sometimes they're harder, sometimes they're less hard. But do I remember Hashem in that time? It's a different kind of challenge. It's, a, I think, a deeper challenge to remember Hashem, to remember Hashem, to remind ourselves it's Hashem who is in charge. Can I, as I'm trying to do something which I think I can accomplish, can I remember to turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, help me with this. Hashem, help me with this. So I'm reminding myself, and perhaps we can remind each other to whom do we wish to direct, to direct our prayers, to direct our confidence only to Hashem. Hashem should help us all to be able to focus our trust, our confidence in Him, and not in ourselves, and not in any other human being. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.